0: Hey, good morning, morning. Right, let's put our hands together just to honor Pastor Mike and Liz, because Pastor Mike and Liz they have been faithfully serving our church for the past ten years. So for me, the induction day is a wonderful opportunity for us to show our respect, appreciation for this wonderful couple, and also it's never, it's never a farewell party for Pastor Mike and Liz, right? Because they are going to stay here with us. And um, Pastor Mike will still preach to us regularly. The difference is, I will be the one who chooses the topics first. (laughs) Okay, now, we are into week seven of our um, sermon series called "Blazed." It's a sermon series about the Beatitudes. Jesus preached the Beatitudes as part of his well-known Sermon on the Mount. In the Beatitudes, Jesus talks about certain qualities, and those people who practice those qualities are blessed. Today, we are on number seven. Now, let's go to Matthew 5, verse 9. Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Jesus tells us that peacemakers are blessed. By peacemaking, they demonstrate their special relationship with God as his beloved children. We must know that God is the ultimate source of peace. Jesus himself says this in John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. I do not give you as the world gives. So that means the peace Jesus offers to us is different from what we usually think. For us, what's peace? Well, as long as there's no conflict between us, we're fine. But actually, when you look through the Bible, you will notice that Peace in the Bible is not just about the absence of conflicts. It's important to recognize that a peacemaker is not the same as a peacekeeper. Peacekeepers, they typically aim to avoid conflicts altogether. However, peacemakers go beyond simply avoiding conflicts and pretending everything is fine. A few years back, um, I went to a small event in South Auckland. I got a chance to meet a missionary who had been working, uh, doing missions in Asia for more than 40 years. His mission fields were in mainland China and Taiwan. He's still there now. And he's a very smart, well-spoken Scottish man, fluent in Mandarin. But when he first arrived in China, he was not familiar with the local culture. One day, he called on a meeting, invited all the local team leaders. Most of the leaders were Chinese. So as a new leader in this region of the world, he casted his vision for the future, shared his plans, and the solutions for the problems they were facing back then. So at the end of the meeting, he asked them, well, does anyone have any comments or questions? Please tell me. Surprisingly, no one said a word. He was very happy. And he asked again, are you all agreeing with me? And all the people in the meeting room, they just nod their heads and say, Ha, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you probably already noticed that when you talk to Chinese people, our response is often to nod our heads and say, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I have to make it very clear to you. It doesn't necessarily mean we agree with you or even understand you. (laughs) The reality is more likely, I don't know what you are talking about. (laughs) But uh, I want to keep peace with you. So, whatever you say, I, I, I agree. So when we keep nodding heads, Saying, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. We are not encouraging you to keep talking. It's actually a sign for you to stop and leave me alone. Otherwise, it will end up embarrassing both of us. Now, let's get back to the missionary. So he was very happy with the outcome of the meeting. Nobody disagreed with me. Wow, this Chinese team is so easy to lead. Hey, he was so looking forward into the future. Man, wonderful. A few days passed. Nobody took any actions that were talked about in the meeting. Well, maybe it's still too early to tell the difference, he thought. A few weeks passed, nothing had changed. Nobody had ever taken any action. Now the missionary realized that something was off. I better check it out. So he went to a, um, one of the Chinese leaders in his team. He asked him, hey, we all agreed on what we discussed in the meeting, but why? Why haven't we taken any action? Can you please help me to understand? Hey, if I didn't make myself clear enough in the meeting, I apologize. Do you really understand what I say? And the Chinese leader said, Oh, pastor, there's no need for you to apologize. apologize. No, no, no. We totally understood what you say. We just didn't agree with you. So what? If you didn't agree with me, why didn't you tell me in the meeting? Oh, pastor, in our culture, it's extremely rude to disagree with our leader in front of others. So that's why nobody shared their opinions. If nobody shares their opinions, then what's the point of having a meeting? Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor. I'm sorry. We just wanted to keep peace with you. Wow, you just wanted to keep peace with me. But now, we are facing more problems. It's avoiding conflicts and pretending everything is fine. Might keep temporary peace. But we can face more problems in the future. As followers of Jesus Christ. We are called to make a difference. We are called to be peacemakers, not peacekeepers. Let's go to James 3, verse 18. James is a half-brother of Jesus Christ. James says uh, say this, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. This verse shows us uh, the clear purpose behind being a peacemaker. It's about bringing God's kingdom right here on earth, spreading truth and reconciliation to our relationships and communities. Therefore, peacemakers are not afraid to face conflicts if necessary. You don't win a battle by running away. And God has promised this. As long as we actively engaged in peacemaking, it will bring about positive change and transformation in the lives of people around us. So today as peacemakers, we must understand two key principles. The number one for you is peacemakers bring community together. Peacemakers bring community together. Ephesians 4, verse 3. The Apostle Paul says this, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Paul is urging the Ephesian church to actively strive for peace and build unity within their community. Now, let me tell you a bit about the city of Ephesus. Back in Paul's time, Ephesus was the capital city of the Roman province of Asia. It was a city as as the center of trade and religion. So people from all over with different backgrounds and cultures were living in this vibrant city. So the Ephesian church was a typical multicultural community, just like us today. Now, here is the challenge. How do you bring people from different backgrounds and cultures together and build a unity within the community? Well, it's all that all starts by focusing on the values we share. Focusing on the values we share. It's these shared values that bring us together. Last Sunday a 91-year-old lady from Singapore visit our church with her family. And we are so happy to have this lady in our church. So in the family time, I greeted her, and I, and I gave her a crunchy bar, and we all celebrate, and her families were celebrate with us. And she was very happy to receive the crunchy bar Because her doctor in Singapore cannot stop it now. We're all happy. We all celebrate. But here's the truth. You should not give a 91-year-old lady a crunchy bar. Okay? You are making trouble, not making peace. However, we're all happy with it. Right? The family were happy with it. We got doctors in the auditorium. They didn't say anything. They just celebrated with us together. Why? Why? Because it's all because of the value behind it. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter what's your background. Whether you are a Kiwi, European, American, African, Asian, Polynesian. We all agree on one thing. Honoring and showing respect to the elderly is important. We all agree on this key value. And we all want to eat crunches when we are 90 years old. That's good. So you see, it's these shared values that bring us together. Today we've gathered here. Because we all believe in the truth revealed by God in the Bible. Sh- the shared values we find in the Bible bring us c- together. Okay, so the Bible is the standard. Now, when we take a look at our own culture, we must use the Bible as the standard to look into our culture and highlight those elements like align with biblical values. And we show those elements with others. Why? Because as we discover more shared values in each other's culture, we naturally grow closer. As we discover more shared values in each other's culture, we naturally grow closer. So now I'm going to take an example. I'm going to show you something from my culture. But before I share that with you, let me clarify. I will never share anything related to any other religions or new age spiritual practice. Okay? I have a very clear line between Christianity and other religions or belief systems. What I'm going to share with you is just classic Chinese philosophy, it's a pure. Scholars, they are pure scholars in ancient Chinese time. So, there is some um, um, Chinese philosophy known as the middle way. Zhongyong middle way. So those scholars, you know, they were 500 years older than Jesus. Okay? So in this philosophy, I found some shared values with the biblical teachings of peacemaking. Very interesting. For example, one of the teachings is... Uh, Harmony in diversity is the constant way. Harmony in diversity is the constant way. So this quote captures the idea that building unity is not about everyone being the same. No. Unity does not require uniformity. It perfectly aligns with the biblical teachings because Jesus never commanded the Gentiles to convert to Judaism before they've been accepted as Christians. You don't need to lose your culture to become a Christian. It's highly relevant to us, isn't it? Because at our church, we appreciate and celebrate cultures. So even if you have never heard of this quote before, but you can still relate to it. Right? Because it resonates with the values we find in the Bible. And it's these shared values that bring us together. So once again, I'm not trying to mix, you know, my culture into Christianity. Actually, what I'm doing here is quite opposite. I'm using the Bible as a standard to look into my culture to filter out the impurities, right? To get to the essence. So as peacemakers, our calling is to bring community together. The key lies in understanding and embracing the values we share in common. So let me ask you this. What elements of your culture align with biblical values? Highlight those elements. Bring those good things out. Bring the best out of your culture. Because those shared values bring us together and as we discover more shared values in each other's culture we're going to grow closer as a community the second principle for you today is peacemakers bring people to god peacemakers bring people to god second corinthians 5 verse 18 to 19 The Apostle Paul says this all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was uh, reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker. His primate mission is to bring people back to peaceful relationship with God. So the ultimate goal of peacemaking is bringing people to God. We are the first church in Auckland that offers a translation during the service for immigrants. And in the 1990s, there was a wave of immigrants from the Middle East. So we started offering Arabic translation. Today, we have a Chinese translation every Sunday, and a Korean translation every fortnight. By the way, we need more people to join the Korean team because now we only have Derek Choi, who is faithfully serving our congregation by himself alone. So we will appreciate more volunteers to join the Korean team. When I first came here 12 years ago, I joined the Chinese translation team. When you were sitting in the translation room upstairs, you could only see the preacher in the monitor. You could not see the audience. So I didn't know the response or the reactions of the congregation. I feel like I missed something because I need the atmosphere. I need the encouragement, the motivation. But I didn't receive anything at all. One day, a man knocked on the door. I was just finishing my translation for the sermon. And this guy asked me, Hey, did you just do the translation? I said, Yes, I did. There is an Asian man downstairs. He's a visitor. He listened to your translation and he wants to meet you. He's so excited. I said to him, Okay. Um, let him know I'm, I'm coming down to meet, visit him, uh to, to see him, okay? So, so I close the door, I walk back to my translation room. Yes! I felt so good! That's what I'm looking for. So I tidy it up myself. I make, make sure everything looks fine. And I walked out of the door, I went downstairs, I saw the Asian man was waiting for me by the staircase. And and the uh, the volunteer introduced me, hey, hey, he was the man doing the translation for you. Oh, he was so excited, he grabbed my (laughs) hand. He was listening to the Korean translation. I still haven't found what I'm looking for Now let's fast forward to 2018 One of our Dream Team members, Jenny Jenny was over there with her families And Jenny went to me and said, Hey, Shane, I just want you to know Thank you for the translation You know, my mom is visiting us in New Zealand. She's from Shanghai. She never went to church before. But because of the translation, I invited her to the church. I said, Oh, that's wonderful. Probably a few months later, Jenny came to me again. She looked a little bit excited. She said to me, Shane, I think my mom started to believe in Jesus now because I I can see something happening in her life. I said, wow, that's so good. That's so good. Keep, keep bringing her to the church, listening to the sermon. You know, by the way, I must clarify, Jenny was not just talking about my translation, okay? She was talking about the whole team's translation ministry. So, so, so Jenny's mom uh, had been traveling back and forth between Shanghai and Auckland over the years. But in 2020, COVID hit. She got stuck with us. So during those years, we formed a small group. Right? We formed a small group study Bible together. Guess who was in the small group? Yeah, Jenny's mom. She was in the small group, studying Bible with us, praying with us. You know, we, we built a really good relationship during those times. And um, now, they felt it's time for mom to go back to Shanghai. Last Sunday afternoon, 2nd of July, something incredible happened in their house. I had the owner of baptizing Jenny's mom in their house. This lady has officially become a Christian. She's 80 years old. Hey, by the way, today's sermon is all about 90 years old and 80 years old ladies, okay? But the principles apply to every age group. (laughs) She's already 80 years old. Grew up in communist China. Graduated from medical school in the 1960s. She had never got a chance to know God. But her family brought her to New Zealand and invited her to the church. Peacemakers bring people to God. Growing up in China, she had never, never listened to the Bible, read the Bible, never got a chance. Never owned the Bible, but a small group brought us together, created opportunity for her to hear the word, to read the gospel, to listen to the message. Peacemakers bring people to God. For her generation, back in the 1960s, When they were in school, they were learning Russian. She knows nothing about English. She doesn't speak a a single word of English. But our translation team broke down the language barrier so that she could understand what we are sharing in this room. Peacemakers. Bring people to God. Now let's get back to James 3, verse 18. James says, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Now I can tell you this being a peacemaker is not about avoiding conflicts and pretending everything is fine. Being a peacemaker is not about seeking people's praise. And feel good about myself. Being a peacemaker is about bringing people to God. It's about extending His kingdom on earth. Harvesting His righteousness among us. That's what peacemaker does. Let my friends it's the ultimate purpose for all of us here today. Why? Because we are children of God. We are chosen by God to be His peacemakers in this city. Just as Jesus said in Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. That's the message for you today, my friends. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for the calling upon our lives to be your peacemakers in this world. Lord, we just pray that help us to be the instruments of peace in our families, in our workplaces, in our communities. We pray that God use us as the vessels to bring people to you so that the people around us can also experience the peace only you can offer. As we are praying now, I want to ask those who feel far from God, or never known God before, today I want you to know that God loves you. He made you, and He got a wonderful plan for your life. But the problem is, we all have sinned. We all have messed up at some point in life. But in God's grace, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to the world and died for us on the cross. That's why Jesus' primary mission is to bring us back to the peaceful relationship with God. As Jesus died on the cross, he took on himself the penalty for our sin. And then he extended this grace to all of us here today. Forgiveness for your past. New life for you now. Hope for your future. An eternal life with God in heaven. If that's you, if you feel far from God, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me in your heart. I will pray out loud. But you only need to pray in your heart by following me. This prayer will open your heart to receive Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. So that you can find peace with God and be a peacemaker in your community. Let's pray together. God, today I surrender my life to you. I turn away from my old life and turn to you. I receive you as my Savior. And my Lord, because I know I'm a sinner, and I know Jesus, you died for me. From today, I choose to follow you and live for you. I pray in the name of Jesus. Everyone says, Amen.